Welcome to Optimal Self, the art of becoming the best version of you. Join us as we talk with extraordinary people who are on the journey to living to their optimal self. We dive deep into their minds to learn what they do on a daily basis to create optimal results. They share their tools and insights so you can implement them into your own life to become the best version of you. Here's your host, Jeremy Herriter. All right, welcome back to the Optimal Self Podcast. These are what we call Optimal Self Conversations, where we talk to incredible people who through adversity, grit, and persistence are forging the path to being the best version of themselves. They join us and give you the tools to do the same. Ladies and gentlemen, stick around. Do not miss this one because my guest today is the great Prince Daniel Jr. Here it is. Some call him half human, half monk. Prince Daniel Jr. is a former NFL running back, high performance mentor who works with high achievers and athletes to unlock their peak performance. He is the author of Mindfulness for the Ultimate Athlete, Mastering the Balance Between Power and Peace. He's also the creator of Unlocking Your Peak Performance Masterclass. Prince is also the founder of Game Beyond the Game, an ecosystem helping athletes find their purpose and vision in life beyond the game. And I know that I've said athlete many times right now, and I know that some of you want to turn off. Don't do it because it's far beyond. This is the human conversation. I was honored to be on his podcast and get everything that you can possibly imagine. So I know I said athlete, but please don't take athlete to heart. Listen to this from a human perspective and man, you're going to get some good stuff. So Prince, thanks man. How you doing? Man, I'm doing amazing, man. This energy is high, so I'm, I got to make sure I match the frequency and the, and the gravity of the atmosphere, man. Hey, you know, we, we, hey, it's a hundred or nothing over here, man. We, hey. we, you know what I mean? We're going to do it. We're going to do it as well as we possibly can. Then let's do it. Uh, man, so let's get started. Look, man. there are so many pieces to this puzzle, and most people don't know is the monk side of things, right? I mean, here you are. You go on to play professional football in the NFL. So marry those two things and tell us how did the monk thing come about? Man, it was by accident. The reason why I say it is because when I decided to go to a monastery, the reasoning behind it was more ego-driven, more like I'm ready to zen out on these fools. I'm ready to be the elite of the elite just on my own. I was able to identify certain steps in my growth process, being immersed in that environment. When I wasn't playing, I had a lot of time on my hand. And so my coach would say to me, you know, like, he would just ask me why I'm effing up, why I'm effing this up, why I'm effing that up, right? You know, I got a lot of time. Like, what are you doing with your time? Like, focus, right? And so one day we were in practice and my coach, he got on me. And he said, you know, he chewed me out. And he's just like, how the hell are you going to run with the ones if you effing up and you don't know the plays? And so in my head, I was just like, what? I want to run with the ones? Oh, my goodness. From there, I studied so hard. I became a student of the game. And I started to see my, my progress. My teammates started to see my progress. And I started to figure out small things. I went from a running a 4-5 to a 4-2 uh, in six weeks. I, I knew the whole playbook. Like everything became more of an optimal self, you know, I wanted to use that word, <laughs> more, yeah. more of an optimal realization of like, wow, okay, I'm here. I can do this. I can get better. I'm getting better. I feel myself getting better. I see myself getting better. Everyone else sees me getting better. Now I have this level of supreme confidence. And so from there, you know, I, I wanted to go to a monastery to like further my game. How do I become the elite of the elites? That was my mindset. I, I went to a monastery and I started to try to figure out, you know, those those sayings that Bruce Lee used to say, you know, you got to be more like water. You know, water is this and water doesn't have a shape. It doesn't, it's formless. And I wanted to be like, more like those Kung Fu movies that I used to watch growing up and, and just all those movies that had that moment of, this is like supreme confidence, supreme energy. You know, you can do this. You can you can perform at your highest peak. 
for me, that was my my initial reasoning for going to the monastery. Mm-hmm. And then after my career was over, it came to a halt and stop. I, I went back to the monastery and it's something that I leaned upon because now I needed to understand what was life about. And that's how those two polarities, they merged. Wow. Man, you, you hit on so many points and I don't want to gloss over some of the gold that you just gave us is that in the moments where you were effing up, so to speak, <laughs> you had to, again, what I heard, and again, is, is talent got me there, but it wasn't going to get me any further. I had to now become better. I had to become, in your words, student of the game, learn those things, which I love, which leads me to this question is because it led into this and you said the word confidence several times. Mm-hmm. And then you let in, you even called it supreme confidence. Mm-hmm. And in Optimal Self, again, and, and the people that hear us and, the, and our Optimal Selfers, they know that they hear it from me. Confidence is only earned. There is no such, you cannot have a false, true confidence. Mm. So with you going, choosing, saying, okay, I know how to get my body better. I know I can lift weights. Okay, I got my, I got my technique better, so I got a little faster. Okay, I know the playbook, so I'm I'm never missing the hole. I'm never missing the, you know, I'm not in, I'm never in the wrong spot. But you said, hold on, I need to get to that next level, which is the mind, which is I need to get there. So talk to us a little bit about building that supreme confidence and how did you earn the right to have that at the highest level? Mm, mm, I love that. It started off with having a goal. Well, I'd say it started off with a level of awareness. Mm-hmm. The level of awareness came from realizing that I'm playing on, I'm in the NFL and I am on offense. And so in, in, with every practice, I get an opportunity to go against the number one defense. Every single day I get a chance to go against the number one defense. Right. So if I go against the number one defense every day and I can make them look I can make them look shitty. Excuse my language. <laughs> no, bring it. Right? <laughs> then I can dominate on a high level. So when I go against the number two, number three, number four, and the 30th, the 32nd team, I'm going to dominate. Right? So that was the mindset. Adopting that mindset, I started realizing the, the small things, the small things that separate the good players from the great players. The elite, the, the great players from the elite players, the elite players to the ultimate elite players, yeah. right? Or should you say Hall of Famers? What I started realizing is just it was just these small things that we tend to overlook because our level of awareness is very small. And the more I became more aware of everything, it seemed like I was in the matrix, right? And the reason why I say that is because my coach here called me out and he just like, you know, PJ, you're smarter than that. Like, use your degree. Like, you went to Georgia Tech. Like, use it. You don't understand how smart you are. And the minute I started applying myself and I started becoming a student, then I started to see, like, wow, hold on. This is like school. Like, we're in school. Like, the head coach is the professor. Our position coach is our TA. You know, so they help us with certain things and then we take quizzes every day by going out to practice but the game is the test is where you every single skill that you refine now you go and display it on the field you mitigate you know your your mistakes you make sure that you're mindful of what you're doing everything that you went over in practice all the mistakes that you made you make sure you don't make those same mistakes twice for me that's when i started really understanding this is where this confidence is coming from. The confidence came from the ability to work, the ability to realize, like, wow, I'm getting better. Wow. Last week, Ray Lewis has stopped me in the hole. The next week, I study, 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 study Ray Lewis, study other linebackers, study everything I need to know, study Walter Payton, study Barry Sanders, study myself. Next week, Come back. We we have an opportunity to. I had an opportunity, but the offense. We ran an, an, another play in the same way, similar manner. I was able to win. I won this battle. Now it wasn't Ray. It was me that won. And so I started realizing, like, wow, I'm developing. And so through that developmental stage, the confidence starts to build from within me. It wasn't something that that's outside of me. I had some nice cleats or, you know, my gear was nice. That's that's pseudo confidence. 
when I'm talking about supreme confidence, I was fearless. There was nothing that anyone could say to me to make me feel like I'm just a player. At some point in time, my level of confidence rose so high, my mind was saying, oh, I'm, I'm playing against humans. Oh, that was because my emotions were not there. My emotions were detached from the, the situation. And I wasn't trying to emote any type of emotion. I was just going with the flow. I'm just like, oh, I'm going to step on this person. I'm going to run right past this person. I'm going to run over this person. I'm going to go score a touchdown right here, right now. Watch. You know, and I did it. So what I spoke into existence, the actions follow. I wasn't utilizing my emotion to like, I'm going to cry. I'm going to make this happen. It was just more like, hmm, it's going to happen. If it doesn't happen, we'll get up. We'll do it again. And it was just like so even kill like a samurai. You know, a samurai just pulls his sword out. <laughs> and the job well done, you know, moving forward. And that's how I felt. And that's where the supreme confidence came from. Wow. And again, it's earned, right? You, you, you earned the right internally to have that supreme confidence. You didn't just sure. tell yourself, oh, I'm going to do this. You actually studied ahead of time because you had to lose first. Ray had to, Ray had to fill that hole and, well, and you, had to, you had to lose first. Well, you had to get beat first to say, okay, I don't want to do that again, right? right. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't right. look good. Coaches right. like, like, I had to right. keep learning and keep watching and keep studying. And I love it. And I don't want people to gloss over that is that even in life, like let's turn this into some real life for a second. Yeah, we, we look at it that way, but today you do the same thing. Correct. You know, yeah, it's not Ray coming over your house to forearm shiver you. There's an old thing called life. Yeah. Every day you wake up ready to forearm shiver you. That's Hell even yeah. worse, right? People yeah. every day are having that. And something yeah. you said, and I, I want to kind of tie these two things together because I think it's it was a beautiful sentiment, the way that you described. We all go to school. Everybody who's hearing this at one time or another went to school. Like you had to, cool. like, right? Either if right. you're homeschooled, you still had to get some form of formal education where you sat down. Now, yes. we understand the terms quizzes. We understand the terms tests. We understand the terms grade. But when we look at it as life, okay? Mm -hmm. So I love how you said this. You said every day, every day at practice, I was taking a quiz. Every day. And I had to get better at the quiz so that game day, I, you know, the test. Okay, in school, same thing, right? You do quizzes and quizzes, and then ultimately you know the day that the test is coming. Exactly. In football, you know what day game day is. Right. But here's where I think all this ties, and I want people to get this, and I want you to elaborate. We don't know when game day is in life. Mm. You don't get a notification that says, it's game day, yo. Mm. <laughs> this person is going to ask you this question. Hope right. you're ready for it. Or this opportunity is going to arise at your job or in your mm. life. Hope you're ready for it. You don't mm. get it. Mm. But that's why daily preparation, mindfulness that you talk about, we don't do it to prepare for the game because we don't know what day game day is in life. Oh, Stop it. looking for game day and yeah. start following love with the work every single day, the mm. practice, the quizzes, the learning, the looking for the next thing. Right. So can you elaborate a little bit on that? Because I love what you said. And it means so much to the people out here today is that, yeah. yo, <laughs> yeah, I know when Super Bowl Sunday is. And guess yeah. what? Be as ready as I can be. Well, guess what? People get their Super Bowl in life mm -hmm. and they miss it mm. because they're, they're not, not ready. They're not doing it. They're not doing that thing you did. Right. right? They're mm. not getting their mind ready. What I specialize in is I help you stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Yeah. Right. And what I mean by that is that everybody's going to have a moment of peak performance. And when your moment of peak performance arises, your mind, your body, your spirit, your energy and your emotions need to be ready for that moment. Right. Because if you're not prepared for it, you're going to skittishly talk yourself out of it or lose that opportunity because you're so afraid that you didn't prepare. Right. You're not prepared enough. And if you prepare too much, then you're just doing too much. You're just, you're anxious, you're nervous. And so that anxiety will not allow for you to show up when your moment of peak performance arises. So that's the reason why we do that work. The reason why people don't do it is because they really don't have a, a desire or a will to really move forward in life and try to figure out what's their why. Or like, why am I here? 
How do I do this? And these are those questions that you that people have to ask themselves. Like, why am I here? What am I doing to help others, to serve others? You know, showing up. How do I show up? How do I serve others? Because that is what inspires you to be able to see a smile on somebody's face, to be able to see someone that was paralyzed and the doctor told them that they couldn't walk. And yet every single day they got their ass up and they started making that attempt to walk. And then one day it went from I'm not able to do it to they getting up out of their seat and they're walking again. When somebody told them that they couldn't do it, Mm. that they could never walk again. And so if people can adopt that mindset of understanding, like, it's not about, like you said, the game day or, you know, one day I'll be able to walk. No, walk every day, even if somebody doesn't even say anything to you. But if somebody says something to you like that, you could not walk, still get your ass up and walk. Because while you're here, you can make an impact and a difference in your life and in other people's life. But when you're gone, you're gone. And look, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. I love Kobe Bryant, man. Kobe Bryant did so much for us while he was here, right? But now that he's here, there's nothing else that he could do. And that's hurtful, right? But it's also a reminder for everyone to realize that while you're here, make an impact, make a difference. Do those necessary things. You know, stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Like, well, what are you getting ready for? You're getting ready for to live life and to show other people how to show up and live life correctly as well. Be inspired because while we're here, we can make a difference. But when you're not here anymore, you cannot make a difference. You got to let that sink in. You got to let that sink in. So when you go to sleep, you go to sleep with the dream. And when you wake up in the morning, you should have a purpose a purpose that you're going to make a difference in this world. You're going to make an impact in this world. You're going to enrich someone's life. You're going to enhance someone's life. If it's not someone, at least let it be yours because you have to remember that you are a person first and foremost. You cannot give love to somebody else if you don't have love for yourself, right? You can't give money to somebody if you don't have any money for yourself. These concepts, once you start realizing and understanding these little simple concepts, then you start waking up with a purpose. You start waking up, understanding, like, I just have to stay ready because I know my moment of peak performance is going to arise. And when it arises, I'm going to show up. And when you show up, you got to show out. Don't play. Ball out. Okay, I mean, if y'all are listening to this, don't, just rewind the last like three minutes and play it again. Like I can't even with it. Like I don't even want to go nowhere. Preparation is the key to peak performance. And then you said, stay ready so you don't have to get ready. And it, man, because again, right? You, We don't know when game day is for right. us. We don't know when our Super Bowl is coming. We don't know. But if I look at it and I say, okay, I love your question, man. Why am I here? Why am I here, right? I say this all the time. People hear me say it. My mission is to help and inspire people to change behavior through belief and action so they can be the best version of themselves. Not my version, not your mom's version, not your dad, nobody's version, but your version. But you first have to come up with your version. Right. And the way that you come up with your version is by, as I mentioned, you know, asking yourself that question. But you have to learn how to ask yourself that question with your eyes closed, without falling asleep. Mm. Because think about it. Whenever you are trying to ask yourself a question, you will get distracted by every other thing that's around you. Your sensors, your nerves, you know, they are activated by something that's going on outside of you. A TV comes on. You hear a dog barking. You hear a fire truck. You hear the sirens. You hear someone asking you this. Hey, Dad, can you do this? Hey, Mom, can you do this? All of these things that happen throughout your life, it takes you away from understanding who you are. Whenever you want to become intentional, whenever you you, you want to go in a direction, you need to sit down and be able to close your eyes for a little bit and, and have that moment for you and that space for you And then become mindful of the question that you're asking yourself, like, why? You know, okay, like, what's next? Like, what am I doing? And when you continue to keep practicing that every single day, what happens is you create this space for yourself. You know, you start to enjoy yourself. You start to love yourself. You start to see yourself and how everyone else sees you. And when that happens, then you start living into, you know, what your purpose is. Because 
sometimes you're not able to articulate what your purpose is. You just kind of just merge into it. And then you start feeling yourself like, I feel purposeful. I feel like I'm making a difference in someone's life. I feel like I'm making a difference in my life. And I feel like I'm making an impact while I'm here. And when you continue to keep practicing and making mindful a part of your daily life, you start to see like, oh, this is it. This is what I'm supposed to do. That's why, you know, and so you have to connect not only to your mind, but you also have to connect to the next thing, your spirit, you know, what's inside of you. Because once you figure out what's inside of you, then that starts to brighten and to glow and to blossom. And you just do what you're supposed to do while you're here. All those connection points, I love it. You got to be able to do it with your eyes closed without falling asleep and knowing who you are and and why I'm here. You said something in in both of those statements that I think is very vital and I want to touch back on for a second. You said you can't give what you don't have. Mm. And I love the idea of that because listen, if I say to you, you can't give money you don't have, people go, yeah, yeah, I get that. You can't give somebody a ride if you ain't got a car, right? You can't give somebody food if you don't have food. Those are very tangible things that we understand. Right. But you said it. We can't give love Mm. if we don't have Mm. love for ourselves. Mm. And so taking your eyes closed and doing that moment that you're speaking of to get that all those different connection points is that that's where it comes from. And, and I say this all the time. We talk about it, right? The best version of you. The reason it's not an arrogance. The reason why you should become the best version of you so that you can inspire others to do the same. I can't give you the best me if I don't work on the best me. Can you go a little bit? Because I mean, it's so beautiful and you, have, you, you articulate it so well. You can't give what you don't have. Yeah. I'm going to tell you a story about me in just a little bit. But to expound on what you were saying, breakups. Divorce, you know, they happen because of the lack of love for oneself. You know, our, our society forces us to, like, like, it puts pressure on us. Get married. You know, get married. Have kids. Do this. Do that. There's no, there, there's no right moment. There's no right time. And it's like, no, it's not. But you start to realize when you see a number of people going through bad relationships, getting a divorce that plays a role on your psyche. And you're like, I'm not going to be that person, but yet you still fall into that same category. And it's because when you elope with someone, you're merging with them. Your world and their world is coming together. And so their baggage in the past, your baggage in the past, it comes together, right? And so when it comes together, you're like, Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I I didn't know that you had that. <laughs> that right there. Like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Hi, you holding all of this in? You know, like, wow, you brought so much baggage. I don't even know who you are. But when they say, I don't even know who you are, they're actually saying, I don't even know who I am. Because it's just like, how much baggage do I have? Like, shit, I got a lot of baggage too. And then if somebody points out your baggage, it's threatening. Like, what? That's not me. That's not who I am. When in reality, you have to face who you are because once you face who you are and you get over all of the doubt, the opinions of others or the opinions that you created out of your own figment of your imagination, then you start realizing like, dang, I I actually do love you. I love myself. Right. And when you love yourself, you show up when you're in a relationship. You love yourself and you're like, man, I love myself. So now that I have this person, loving them is just icing on the cake. And that's what I mean about loving yourself first, because then it's easier for you to love someone else. And now your relationship is not toxic. You know, you understand yourself. And when you understand yourself, then you're easily able to understand the other spouse and what their needs and their wants are. And you can fulfill that. And that's what makes a relationship successful and very easy. Now, my story for me, I grew up, I had a, a, a huge supporting cast as a family and they poured love into me. I got that love at a young age. And so now when I go into this world, this cruel world, which we all like to call it, anything that comes to me and any negativity that comes my way, I still have a foundation of love. Going into college, I was a walk-on going into college. I went to Georgia Tech. I had dreams and hopes that I was going to be a big football star. In high school, I was a big football star, but I didn't do well on that on the standardized test, though. So I didn't get a scholarship on the scholarship day. 
So anyway, I had to walk on to Georgia Tech. I got a set there. And my mindset was just, I'm going to be the starter running back, the starting running back at Georgia Tech, and I'm going to make all academic as well. So that actually happened. But along that path, my coach had told me that I sucked and that I wouldn't amount to anything. And now if my foundation wasn't filled with love and happiness and support, then the day when my coach told me that I sucked and I wouldn't amount to anything and I need to get the F out of his office, that would, that would have been the day where I would have crumbled. But when he said, you're not this, you're not that, you're not enough, you're not what we're looking for, I said to myself, no, no, no. That's not that's not my dream. That's his dream. That's what he thinks about me. I don't think about that. I don't think of myself like that. And I had all this love inside of me. And so all that love inside of me took everything that he said to me and channeled it and turned it into fuel to allow me to, you know, become the individual that I wanted to become. And that was because of the love that was poured into me. So what I'm saying to the individuals that's listening, imagine that you love someone very much. Who is it that you love? You need to ask yourself that question right now. Like, who do you love? Like, you love them more than anything. I'll do anything for them. Now, once you've answered that question, what you have to do now is start trying to figure out how that same love that you have for that individual, you use that same love and you turn it around and you use it for yourself. That's the reason why you close your eyes. Because when you start closing your eyes, you start realizing, like, man, I really love me to the point where it's like, I'm so proud of me. I'm so proud of what I do. Look at this. I am full of confidence. I am. And, and that's how it happens. That is the magic in it happening. You know, and so when you have the love inside of you, it is easier for you to love somebody else because you once you love yourself, it's just like the next step is to, OK, I can love you. Once you have money for yourself and you feel secure financially, then you're like, okay, I can help you. Or who can, who else can I help? How can I be instrumental in their life? How can I help them you know, grow? Uh, so forth. And that's what this life is about. And that's how you continue to keep enriching others' lives and enriching your life as well. Man, that's so good. <laughs> Look. You and I talk about it offline. We've talked about it and I've had that conversation with you. We've both been told we weren't good enough. We've both been told we weren't going to make it, right? And we always say like, well, I just didn't believe it, right? I was just not I was just not of that belief. And and I love what you said cuz I I mean, I too my my nana and mom and you know you know the family, you know, poured in and and showed tons of love. But one of the other things that I think, you know, that I want people to get out of this conversation, especially what you just said, is that because we can always equate it to the to a bank, right? If you again save money and you put it in the bank and then you get that that ATM card out and you need it, right? You're in that moment, and you're like, oh man, I need it. And you go over and you put that card in. Have if you've made deposits, then something's gonna come out. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Okay, so let's be clear though, because the love you're talking about is that I have to still put those deposits in for myself. We do this with other people all the time, and you, you made reference to it, especially in relationships. We do for them, right? Okay, we helped them do this, or we took out the trash, or we did this, or right, we're making these deposits in to this bank. And if the other person doesn't, that's when we feel, that's when there's no reciprocation, right? That's when we start to feel that disconnect. Correct. But here's the thing. We do things for others all the time. Yes. But so much we do not make deposits into that personal bank. Mm. So Mm. that when that person comes along and says, yo, PJ, (laughs) you ain't going to make it. (laughs) You ain't going to amount to shit, right? Mm. Right. That. You can put take that that personal ATM card and put it in and be like, wait, shit's coming out. Why? Because I've been putting in the work. <laughs> because I've, you know what I'm work. saying? Like I've been doing yeah. things. I've been, yeah. I've been making deposits. So yeah. people need to understand. Look, loving yourself is is we talk about it, you hear about it, almost almost where it's like, okay, I get it. But let's break it down for a second. Loving yourself is simple as if you say you're gonna get up at 6 a.m. and go to the gym, do it. Right. That's just a deposit in the love for yourself. That's it. Regardless of what you get out of it, regardless of the workout or regardless of how you feel and aesthetically or anything changes, weight gets better, six pack, whatever. That doesn't even matter. 
What you do by doing it every day is you're making that deposit into that bank of loving yourself. You know, what you choose to eat, how you choose to respond, the words that you use, those are little deposits that we make. Don't look for the big thing, right? Mm -hmm. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about making those little deposits like you going, hey, I want to get smarter. I want to get better. I want to get this. Let me go learn how to make my mind stronger. No one else is doing that. No one told you to do it. No one did. But you started depositing little bits of love into that personal account. The little things equate to the big things, man. Think of a puzzle. You know, Mm -hmm. think of a puzzle. You have all these small pieces. But once you put all these small pieces together, you get them big puzzle piece. And I love what you're saying about those small deposits. See, the thing is, when people are like, I do so much for everybody else. So they're like, so they're constantly making small deposits for everybody else. And then all of a sudden, say that person is just like, you know what? I'm I'm okay. I'm done. I'm done with this relationship. You're like, what the fuck? I did everything for you. You know, but you never put any deposit aside for you. And so now you lose your wits. You have to understand that people grow, right? Sometimes people grow together. Sometimes they grow apart. Right. In that process, you have to be okay with growing together or you have to be okay with growing apart. And so as long as you're making small, reminding yourself to make small deposits for you, you don't lose your wits whenever someone says, I want to go a separate way. Just like, okay, all right. You know, you talk about it, you can reason with it, and then you understand and just like, well, I still have love for you, but I get it. But I have enough love for myself to be able to amicably walk away. It's so simple, but you have to remember you first, then the next. We're human beings, right? And so it's like it's like some type of calling. Like, uh, uh, I want to go over here. And it's like, why, why don't you stay on the path? Well, I don't know. I saw a beautiful butterfly, and it just brought me over here, and I just wanted to smell the roses. And and we become so enamored to, you know, structure and form, and you have to do things this way. And some people like to do things in a more of a formal manner, and then some people like to do it in more of a formless manner. Mm-hmm. Right. So you just have to find the balance. And again, you first, then the, the, the person second, because then that way it doesn't lead to you becoming angry because you did something for someone. You do something for someone out the kindness of your heart, yeah. you know, but you got to make sure that your heart is filled before you try to give something, you know, out the kindness of your heart, because then you'll be in this retaliation mindset of like, I did this for you. And you're looking for something in return. And you didn't do nothing for me in return. You know what? You're not this. You're not that. No. No. You're, and you're not growing. You know, we're here to, we are supposed to be here to grow. There are lessons in life. Not mistakes, but lessons. And we grow from those lessons. And we learn from those lessons. And we continue to grow. We're on an infinite journey, man. And, and love is like an infinite thing. Like, it keeps pouring in. Like, just because somebody call you arrogant, that's their limitation. That's their opinion. Who gives a shit about their opinion? You know, oh, he's arrogant. He's too cocky. He's No, because when you continue to keep loving yourself, you go beyond the word arrogant. You go beyond the word cocky. You go beyond the word confidence. And you become that. Most people are not able to match that energy. And so since they're not able to match the energy, you just continue to keep moving forward. They're not for you to help you grow more in life and move forward in life. And so I want the, your listeners to hear that, understand that, <laughs> understand that like love is infinite and it continues to keep growing and growing and growing. As do we, right? As individuals, we have yeah. to keep growing, man. That, yeah, that's, you know, I, I want to shift gears, but I want to add literally what you said, because it's, we have a lady in our Optimal Self program and one morning, you know, we had a little group session and she was sharing and we, we just said, you know, it was real quick and said, hey, what's your goal today? And she said, you know, it's been rough. I've been struggling. I've been, you know, she had some things going on in her life. And she said, today, my single day goal, just my goal today is I am going to make somebody else smile. The whole call just went like quiet. And I know that everybody felt, I felt, I felt that in my heart. Like I felt it in my soul. Like Mm. imagine like we get so caught up in work and making more money and driving a nicer car or, you know, whatever, whatever that thing that engulfs us. But imagine how great your day is. If you're like, my sole purpose of today is to make someone else smile. Mm. And, And that's it. 
Because it could be so simple. Like we get too caught up in so many things. So I wanted to add that into it. It just made reference to everything that you were saying right now about loving yourself and all those things is like, because even when you do that and you give a smile to somebody else and they smile back, like you can't help but smile. Right. <laughs> like no matter what's going on, like you can't help it. Right. Yes. And so if that was your sole purpose for the day one day, think how wonderful the end of your day was like, man, man, I got 32 on my list today. Made 32 different people smile. Like, cool. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. just such a reward. And we get too caught up in the other things. So I just wanted to give somebody something simple, but I want to shift gears a little bit because this is something I talk about a lot. And I know that you've been through it being an athlete. We use the term mentor. So First of all, how do you feel about role models and mentors and do we need them? And if so, who were yours and how can somebody go about, you know, finding them and, and, and touching that? I'm not going to say we don't need a role model, but a role model is somebody that's playing a role and trying to model something that they've seen. I think a mentor, a coach and a teacher are the three things that you need to have. Yeah. And the way that you go about doing that, finding a mentor, a mentor comes from conversations, right? You connect with someone that you probably don't even know them or you were introduced to them, you know, through a group setting or in a group setting. And you decide to speak to someone and they are having the same conversation as you. And they are probably where you want to be or where you're heading. And that's how you find your mentor when you have a conversation with them. You have this conversation where it's just like, wow, you've done all these amazing things and you've accomplished this. Like, I would like to do that. And the mentor will just present itself. When the mentor is ready, the mentee is ready. When the teacher is ready, the student is ready. When the student is ready, the teacher is ready, right? That's how you find a coach. There's so many coaches out there in the world. And find a coach that's right for you. And a teacher. Find a teacher that's someone that's going to teach you something new that's going to continue to keep stimulating, you know, your mind and your mindset and how you should think about doing things in life. Once you can have those three things, a coach, a mentor, and a teacher, you will have a prosperous life. Open yourself up to find a mentor. Like, you have to be open to receive that. In the same way, if you were thirsty, you would receive water in the most humble and meekish way. Like, please, I received this water. I'm going to drink it right now, right? <laughs> so you got to open yourself up to receive a mentor if you need to get mentored on, on things in life. You know, open yourself up. Now that everything has opened back up, now you can start meeting people in person in, in group settings. You can meet them, talk to them, and you will feel it. You will feel like, man, I feel like I want this person to be my mentor. And that's how you make your decision. It starts from your, like your inside of you, your intuition, being around, you know, the right settings because the universe kind of creates, you know, for you to be in the setting. Like there'll be a time where you'll, you'll be at home and your spouse will be like, Hey, let's go out. And you're like, I don't want to go out. You know what? I'll go out anyway. And when you go out, you actually have a good time and having a good time. You have great conversation and have great conversation. You meet your mentor and that's how it happens. It's something that you ask for, but you're not aware that it can happen at any moment in time. And that's the simple way to find a mentor. Love it. I love it. I love what you said. Though. I hope people heard this is that in order for that person to arrive in your life, you have to be open to receiving it. When, when the student is ready, this is the truth. When the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Yep. And a lot of times when it's not happening for us, we get upset or we, you know, we think it's happening to us, right? That's a lot of times. So if you're in that moment now and you're hearing this, like, and you're like, man, I need that person. And I and will literally get out, write it out. What are you looking for? What is it that you want to happen yeah. and be open to receiving it and be open to the fact that it may not be who you think it is, or it may not be what you think it is, Correct. right? You have to be open. And, and you also made reference to environment. And, I, and I'm a firm believer. I mean, environment matters. You have to surround yourself with people who are on that same frequency, who are pushing that thing, and who are leveling you up, right? Yes. Who are not going to be afraid of your success, who right. are not going to be afraid of your growth, yes. right? That's where we see it is when they start to try to drag it. They're like, whoa, you shouldn't be growing that fast. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to be doing it. And they want to shoot you down, right? And yeah. that happens. Yeah. And we just have to stay, you know, because you just need that, that new environment. And you have to be open to receiving 
where that next teacher mentor comes from. So, so that's, yeah, wonderful. So we both have had coaches in our lives that were absolutely incredible and absolutely who should not be in that profession. Like it, right. it happens, right? But neither one of them dictate our lives. They are the same. I hope people understand that is because right. somebody tells you you're not good enough or somebody tells you you're great. It's still just their opinion. Yes. Yep. <laughs> you still have to do the work. You still have to keep going. It's not both ways, right? It's not right. like, oh, this guy told me I was no good. Okay, well, the person who told you you're great, both of those are just opinions. You need to prove it. You need to earn it, right? The supreme confidence like we talked about in the beginning. So I love it, man. I love it. We're at our one of my favorite parts of the show. I call them quick hitters. I'm just going to give you a term. You tell me how it hits you where it, and how it affects you and where it is in your life. And so the first one of the quick hitter is disciplined. What is that? How does that hit you and where is that in your life? Discipline is very high in my life. Where does it hit me? It hits me, I would say, you know, being committed to myself. Discipline sounds like a really difficult act, right? It sounds like it's a strong word. It's, it can be intimidating to a lot of people. When you have discipline, discipline creates like an effortless life. Mm. It's like building a sailboat. Continue to keep doing it, continue to keep doing it, continue to keep doing it. Until one day you put your sailboat on the water. And now the effortless part comes when whenever the, you open up the sail and the ship sails. Oh, that was beautiful, man. I love it. I absolutely love it. That's that's incredible. So I'm gonna go back. I just want to make sure people heard that. Discipline creates an effortless life. Like yes. boom. So good, so good. All right. <laughs> Second one, last one, last quick hitter. How does it hit you? And how, what is it that you want to leave? And the word is impact. Impact. The way that it hits me is through my, my ability to inspire. How do I want to make an impact? My goal is to teach everyone about mindfulness in this world. And actually, everyone in the world can practice it for one second together. And if we can do that, we can create like a, a mind, a consciousness shift in the world. You know, to make this world a better place because we all understand that we have an expiration date, but no one wants to be forced to expire. You know, you want to go through that natural process. Since that's a reason, you know, for everyone to come together and collectively say, all right, we want to be able to make an impact together on this world. So, in order for us to do that, let us connect consciously. And we're like, okay, this is what we're working towards as a species, as a race, you know, to make this happen. Once we do that, then the next generation will come behind us and, you know, look to do like the next few seconds, two, three, four, five. But we are all human beings, right? And so if we can come together and make an impact by using our minds, then this world will be more mindful. And so that's where the word impact hits me, you know, in my heart and my spirit to help inspire others to make an impact. Mm. And you are. Talk to us about mindfulness for the ultimate athlete, the, the book, and then and then you can elaborate too on where where can people get in touch with you and, and learn more about you and and because I know there's gonna be people out there that are like, yo, I need more <laughs> Prince in my I need more PJ in my life. <laughs> I know when I met you I did. So tell us more about the book and anything else that you want to uh, elaborate on. Yes, most definitely. And one, I just want to say thank you for this optimal opportunity right? <laughs> just to be here. Yeah, so my book, Mindfulness for the Ultimate Athlete, Mastering the Balance Between Power and Peace. It's a book that I wrote. It took me six years to write it. It was me being able to merge my two worlds, being a professional athlete to living at a monastery. What I want the reader to get out of it is that you understand you know, your body your and your mind. And that's just one component of the spectrum of the equation. And then you have your spirit and the zone, which is, I equate it to peace. So once you learn how to master the balance between your power and your peace, you start understanding, you know, more about life, why we're here, what we're doing, what direction you need to go into. It's not going straight, but it's learning how to go up as well. Because when you go up, your perspective changes, everything changes and you know inside of you. And so I wrote this book not just for athletes, because I want all the listeners to understand we are all athletes in this game of life. Mm -hmm. 
We all have to jump over hurdles. We all have to jump through hoops. We all have to run fast. We're all in competition of doing something, but you have to learn that you don't have to be in competition with anybody. You just be in competition with yourself and to be the best version of yourself, to get better each and every day. Mm. You know, don't allow for other people's opinion to stop you from growing. It still happens to me sometimes, even though, you know, I practice this every day. But sometimes I do get sidetracked. But at the same time, since I create this space for myself, since I create this love for myself, right, it allows for me to grow. So mindfulness for the ultimate athlete is helping you become the most optimal person for yourself and being the best version of yourself that you can possibly be. You know, it helps athletes understand their body, their mind, their spirit, and their zone. And when you're in the zone, you're living life in an effortless manner. You're flowing through life. Mm. You know, and so that's what my book is about. And I have a six week course, you know, based upon my book called Unlock Your Peak Performance. It's a six week masterclass. I hope you unlock your peak performance. We pretty much use the book as as the key and we, we elaborate on everything that you're going through in life. Help you gain a different perspective and make sure that you stay ready so you don't have to get ready. So you unlock your peak performance. Um, when one, the minute you unlock your peak performance and you start realizing like, hey, I can do so much more stuff in this world. I can actually do this. I didn't know I can do this. And it's because I, you know, our limiting beliefs, our words, you know, what we were taught, you know, but as you grow, you not only do you grow physically, right? Like we're able to see that change, but sometimes our mind doesn't grow. You know, sometimes our spirit doesn't grow because we don't know what else to look forward to. Right. The, the pinnacle is not to acquire all of these material things and create generational wealth. That's a part of life. That's not the ultimate part of life. You know, like there's more to life. So impacting people, helping them, helping yourself, you know, showing up and being an inspiration. So people, other people can show up and be an inspiration, you know, and so we can create this ripple effect throughout the world so we can make this world a better place and leave it better than, you know, how it was given to us. And you can go and find me on my website at princedanielsjr.com. Go check out my website. I have all of my information there. Sign up for my six-week masterclass. I have some workshops. My book is on amazon.com, but you can also go to my website. You can find me all on my social media handle on my website as well. But yes, so like this is what I'm doing. When you're around me, you're going to get invigorated. You're going to get inspired. You know, to get up and go and do what you need to do. Sometimes you don't even know what you need to do. You just feel inspired. But, you know, maybe you, you can feel inspired by just just going outside and just smelling the flowers and just watching nature, watching how the bees get dizzy, you know, in, in their work that they do. And you become inspired by just that small, just observing that small thing. And then you start realizing, like, wow, like, I didn't know bees were this busy. I need to get busy too. You know, I got, there's work to do. There's always work to do, man. But you have to find, you know, what work is going to help impact others. What work is going to help inspire someone? What what work is going to help someone that's have a negative mindset, you know, because they didn't get the, the love and the support that they needed when they were younger. But at, when they become older, they start realizing like, wow, I didn't know I could make a difference. But that's because of you. You exposed someone. You showed them like you have the potential. Now go and use it and make an impact on this world. When you do that, guess what they do? They turn around and they say, this was the person that helped me get to this point. And at that moment in time, now you're being praised and now you're being uplifted and your light is shining. So, like, we have a light inside of us. You know, there's a, what was that, the old spiritual song, you know, this little light of mine. Well, it's not this little light of mine. It's this big light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. Let that shine. I'm let it shine. Let it right? Yeah. right? Let it shine, man. Because once you let your light shine, when other people get around you, they don't feel so reserved. Like, uh, uh, they like, well, I'm going to let my light shine, too. I'm like, let it shine. Right. We can all shine. We can all shine. And that's what it's about. That's right. Because your flame, lighting someone else's flame, does not dim your flame, yo. <laughs> like, it brings it. That, that's why you and I are here right now, right? That's why we're we here right podcasts. now. We both have podcasts. We both have all this, man. And I'm yeah. like, hey, because, again, we've got we to gotta stand next to each other and, and help each other shine, man, and, and yes. everything. I, I hope people, look. Go get the book. 
I love the line you said, we are all athletes in this game of life. Again, it's mindful for the ultimate athlete, but you listening to this right now, don't be like, oh, I'm not an athlete. Yeah, you are. You're yeah, an athlete sure. in this game of life. Yes. And, yeah. and we got to do it. You know, I could do this over and over and over, man. Every time I get to share this time with you, man, I just, I got two pages of notes. I hope <laughs> hope y'all are listening. I got two pages of notes of, of just some incredible, incredible stuff. So Prince, man, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Again, they say half monk, half man, but full, full amazing, man. Like you are, you are the real deal and I love it. All the links will be in the, in the show notes. Don't worry. You can find them. Keep living to your optimal self, man. I know that because look, you being the best version of you is allowing others to be the best version of them, man. You're, you're, you're super inspiring, man. So I'm super grateful. Thank you. Thank you for sharing this time with us. Uh, thank you, man. I, I just want to say this one last thing to the to the listeners. I met Jeremy probably like three, four weeks ago. Something like and, that, yeah. Yeah, three, four weeks ago. And we jumped on a call beforehand. And I remember talking to you. I was just like, oh, okay, cool. This is Jeremy, All right? And so when you did my podcast <laughs> and you were talking, the energy that I felt, you know, the story that I heard, I heard me and it resonated with me. It touched my heart and it was so moving. Like it just made me want to like give you a hug and be like, let's go, bro. You know, like I love what you are doing. You inspire me. You know, even though I inspire a lot of people, I, I you know, I, they call me Mr. Inspirational, but you can always receive inspiration from any and everybody man. and so i appreciate you your listeners to your listeners i want to say this is a gift jeremy is a gift mm. like enjoy being in his presence like listen to what i just said he's a gift enjoy being in the present moment of his presence that is what a gift is mm. the presence and the gift you know, it's the same thing. But once you understand that, once your mind becomes aware of that, you start realizing the gift that he's given to you. And he's teaching you how to become the best version of yourself, how to live, you know, in, from your optimal self, you know, the art of becoming the best version of you. Nothing is impossible unless you believe it is. That's right. Period. Mm. Thank you so much, brother. Oh, man, no. <laughs> Those kind words hit my heart, man. They, you, you gave me the chills, man. It, for real. Like, thank you so much. So to the listener, look, <laughs> rewind, play it again, take notes, and more than anything, implement it. And so thanks for Optimal Self. Thank you for the conversation, Prince. And ladies and gentlemen, until next time, get out there. Subscribe to Optimal Self wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. For more information on how to be the best version of you, visit OptimalSelf.today and follow at OptimalSelf1 on Facebook, at Optimal underscore Self on Instagram, and subscribe to Optimal Self on YouTube. Thank you for listening.